0: Welcome to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. With your host, Dr. Mary Sanders, a medical intuitive and chiropractor, let's join the podcast. Today's guest is Jen Mons. Jen is an integrative mentor and a well-being retreat facilitator for purpose-driven women seeking clarity, confidence, and freedom. To live a life aligned to their soul blueprint, she brings 14 years of experience in integrative wellness, energy healing, breathwork, meditation, and embodiment, combined with her previous experience in corporate leadership, to create space for transformation and living in well in health, wealth, and love. She is the host of the Body and Soul Wisdom podcast and an author and speaker on Five Element Wealth, Feminine Leadership into Prosperity Consciousness. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and visit my website, www.drmarysanders.com, to download a free guide to boost your energy centers to experience more clarity, progress, and vitality. We'll be right back after this short break. Listeners, welcome back to today's show. We have an exciting guest with us today, a beautiful spirit by the name of Jen Mon. Jen is a speaker, author, mentor, and international retreat facilitator for purpose-driven females, leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs ready to build a business they love around a life they love and create a robust income that provides more joy, Time and financial freedom through transformational retreat offerings with 14 years of experience. Jen is a former high-achieving graduate from USMMA, corporate engineer turned holistic health, life and embodiment coach, meditation, yoga, breathwork teacher, and energy healer to redesign her clients' energetic imprint from from subconscious blocks to embody their soul wisdom, and upgrade their wealth blueprint through prosperity consciousness. Janet, the host of the Body and Soul Wisdom Podcast, creator of the Feminine Leadership Model, Embodied Feminine CEO, Five Element Wealth, Prosperity Soul Wisdom Imprinting, and Embodied Feminine Retreats. The title of her podcast today is The Six Elements of Soul Wisdom in Printing. Jen, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your time, your energy, and your love for being a guest today. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. It's wonderful to be here. Listeners, I have to share kind of a funny story. I had an opportunity to connect with Jen probably... I don't know, two or three weeks ago, and I did my research, you know, as I would do before interviewing a prospective guest, and I looked over her intake form, I looked over her website, and I knew almost everything about Jen, but I did not know where she was located. So that was one of the first things that I asked Jen when I connected with her. I said, okay, so where do you live? And she says, I'm down in Florida. And it was just it just happened that there had been a recent uh, series of hurricanes down in Florida, so my heart leapt out to her, and I just said, "Oh my goodness, I hope that you're not next to the water." And then Jen, in 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 her graciousness, she she kind of chuckled at me and she said, "Well, it's all due to perspective, isn't it?" And I said, "Well, why is that?" She goes, "Well, my family and I are avid surfers." And we chased the hurricanes around for the high surf in order to to uh, to surf into the shore. And so I said, yes, <laughs> that is indeed a perspective that one takes, you know, when living down in Florida next to the water. So I find that really interesting. And obviously, she didn't mention anything about being an avid surfer in her intake. So I wanted to share that with you. I thought that was a kind of a, a creative and nifty thing about Jen.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do want to just uh, input in what you're saying that uh, my family was actually impacted by a hurricane in 2016 and removed from our home for nine months. So it's not like I don't have empathy for what can happen. And it wasn't as severe as what some of the people in my community experienced. But it's just one of those reminders that in our house, we always joke like Mother Nature makes the call. And you just allow yourself to flow with whatever nature brings you and you can either resist it or you can decide to flow in it and just find some joy
0: in it. So that I think that's where that response came from. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful metaphor for life. You know that which we resist has a tendency of persisting. Um I know you and I both share kind of a tumultuous uh, health history and spiritual awakening where we attempted to resist it, and unfortunately, some of our symptoms um, exacerbated because of that. And I find your story to be really kind of enlightening. Would you feel comfortable sharing with the audience, Jen, what your journey has been? because you came from a really kind of a um linear and rigid background with your, you know being in the military and then also being in engineering, I believe, and now how you opened up to accessing more intuition and inviting that body wisdom into your life. And I think that there are many listeners um, that report back to me that they have are going through similar journeys or have been through journeys such as this. So would you mind sharing? 100%
1: I'd love to and I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, thank you for that invitation. So I, I'll just start with my college experience. You know, up until that point in time, I had really, um, I grew up in a military family and the life path that I was on led me towards a decision to attending one of the five military service academies, which really right now, even saying that feels like so many lives ago. Um, And I, when I look back at that experience, why did I do that? I was really making that choice from an unhealthy place, a place of seeking external validation, trying to prove myself as a woman in a man's world. And so what that led me to, well, the wonderful thing is is that I, I do have my husband of 20 years that I did meet there, which was not my intention. I think I got the one nice guy there. I mean, there are several other, but I got definitely the nicest guy, which I'm super grateful for. And at that school, there were two degrees that you could get. The former overachiever in me decided to get both of those degrees, get two licenses, Coast Guard licenses to um, be an engineer on a ship and captain a ship, which most people only got one of those. I spent three years traveling the world on ships as the only woman on ships. And after graduation, I was a naval reservist in also worked corporate as an engineer and i was really in that energy of pushing and proving myself if someone told me that i couldn't do something as a woman i was going to show them that they were wrong and i used to say to myself we can do everything men can do and have babies and it's so interesting that i would say that because it was with the birth of my first daughter when i was working corporate that i had a near death experience and so i was not listening to my body her birth came 2 months early and very unexpectedly, I had pregnancy-induced liver failure, which is a whole other conversation. There's a lot of emotions, as as you know, that come up with, you know, liver such as anger and resentment, and a lot of that had to do with my own internal anger and resentment of just being a woman in the environments that I was living in. So that was really my wake-up call. Had an out-of-body experience, and then that when we have those moments it feels like your soul knows where you're going, but it doesn't happen right away. So you still have choice to continue to aligning to the truth of your soul. And so when I say that was the wake up moment, I don't know that I actually knew what I was doing or where I was going. My daughter was served as a teacher for me in that role. Because of that experience, both her and I suffered a lot of health issues. I had to take a year off of work. And it wasn't just my health issues, but her health issues that were just felt very overwhelming and were compounding that eventually led me down a path of integrative wellness and a whole lot of trust. And what I learned in the process was there were all these messages of learning to trust my intuition, even though you know, and I think there's a place for Western medicine. Of course, they saved my life when she was born. And there was a time where I needed to learn to trust what my intuition was telling me, both for her health and my health. My work began to shift. And I started to, I studied at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I went into health coaching through a functional medicine approach. I studied with Dr. Morse, who is, specializes in detoxification of the body. Fast forward Six years as a health coach, I had a second health crisis. And this was really interesting for me because I was at what I would call the peak of eating clean and healthy and exercising. I felt really good. I was probably about 36 years old. And I had a second health crisis that didn't really make sense, but it was the day that my dad went in for open heart surgery. And I was experiencing, and the surgery didn't really, wasn't what we would call successful, like he's been in heart failure ever since. And this is 10 years ago, nine years ago. I was experiencing all the symptoms he was, and I ended up in the emergency room the next day. And so this was really, and then all these things were happening at the same time. I found this, my kind of first experience with an intuitive healer just happened to be like the day after it was like all happening at the same time. And I started realizing listening to my daughter, who at that time was probably maybe eight years old, because our, our children really speak wisdom to us if we slow down and listen. So she's sending me messages. My, the voice in my head that said, from the first health crisis, the out of body experience, the words I heard were, This isn't about you. The second words that I heard were, In, in some way, you Can eat as healthy as you want, but if you don't heal your spirit, it doesn't matter. And so then I went on a path of realizing, even though I knew intuitively we were more than a physical body, I was so focused on healing with whole foods because I had great results with it. But the pushing and the overwhelm and the high performer in me still continued, even when I was in wellness (laughs) through nutrition. As you know, you. Felt a similar like we're we're wellness practitioners, and yet there's that element of we can push too much, and so that was what happened. I was pushing too much. Well, then I took an entire year off and I homeschool, traveled with my kids, and there were a lot of spiritual experiences in that moment. One of them, going to the cave of Mary Magdalene, kind of unexpectedly, and then I started. I did my yoga teacher training in Nicaragua. I started to. I was trained in breath work. And uh, something called divine healing, which is a programming of the subconscious, I, I really just completely surrendered to the idea that we are more than a physical body, even though I knew that, but really understanding. And then I started to realize that I could see energy with the people that I was working at. And side note, I also started to noticing as I s- started the energy work that I could get sick one more like again i could feel it because i started doing energy work we we talked about this on when you were a guest on my show i was taking on too much and i really had to define my clear boundary around clear sentient and empath and allow what i was feeling and experiencing and not not allow myself to be a martyr to sort of the energy that i was taking on and i did a lot of work and meditation for many years around it it took years of practice to really get a healthy boundary, even just energetically. And so that has really evolved. I mean, I've been coaching for since 2009 and I started doing retreats in 2014. So I bring all these skills into the retreats. I kind of, you know, just pick from my bag of tools and um, allow that to just be intuitively guided to the experience. But that's, you know, two health crises, I call them, soul upgrades is is really how I got here. And then the third one that led me to prosperity was a little bit of a financial breakdown, which was sort of like a similar pattern. It was choice of going into a business partnership, which ended up in um, betrayal and a huge financial loss. And so it was an opportunity for me to heal my relationship with money because here I had a successful, thriving six-figure business that I walked away from to go into partnership. For to totally lose it all and really ask myself, do I want to continue doing this? And what, how am I going to choose to show up in it? I'm no longer, I'm no longer available for anything that takes me away from my health. I'm not available for, you know, there were just, I got super clear on what I wasn't available for. And I started to realize the energy and the frequency of financial freedom and, and, Money being one of the five elements of our well-being in the way that we can amplify our voice and values and the work that we do in the world, which is where the prosperity course came from. Because I know there are so many entrepreneurs and wellness practitioners, especially because we tend to have that saboteur of the overgiver, the martyr, the people-pleaser that are not resourced enough to do their best work. So that's how I got to where I am today.
0: Mm. That's a beautiful story. Thank you so much, Jen, for sharing that with with me and also the listeners. And uh, for the listeners, I want to read to highlight a message that Jen mentioned early on and the theme carried out throughout her entire conversation. And that is soul alignment and how that is so so multifaceted. And I think both Jen and I can speak through experiential wisdom, if you will. That we can think that we're in alignment and yet the universe shows us another area in our life in which there is discordance that pulls us off of that soul alignment. So then it leads into another layer of healing, as Jenna has just revealed to us. And, you know, I, I like to joke in that our path is, you know, we want to say that we're in control of our life's journey and our path, and we want to think that it's very linear, but it's anything but that. And Mm -hmm. so in listening to the details of Jen's story, you will hear how she was taking these tangential lessons, right, that were coming at her and through her and moving for her own challenges, for her own alignment within the soul's work. And that leads me to my question, Jen, for you is, what exactly, can you share with us, what exactly is the soul wisdom imprinting technique? And why and how does that show up for you as you hold space for your client?
1: Thank you so much for asking. You know, everything that I do is created from the concept of the chakra system. And so thinking of building from just the alignment of the root up or even the embodiment from the crown down, and those of course are just within the body. There are some that extend beyond the body. That necessarily doesn't come through my the way that I speak until I get the chance to share it in a platform like this. But essentially, what it is is this: what I was shown through my experiences, my own personal soul upgrades. I remember having a, quite a few visions, actually, but finally understanding and having this vision and being shown that we're we have an energy a frequency to us. I believe. Energy is everything, just as you do. That's why, that's why we're here talking together. Everything, the food we eat, the thoughts we have, the people we surround ourselves with, the things that we think, the things that we touch, that we surround ourselves. Everything has a frequency and an energy. And it's, it's really important to have, in my opinion, healthy, energetic hygiene. And it's multidimensional. And that was what my journey showed me. There was the physical component, the mental, the emotional, and the energetic. And we have these different fields, these different bodies. So our I was shown a vision of sort of the energy, and I can even remember the energy and the soul of my daughter wanting to come into to my body. Now I didn't see this until later when I would when I went back and could see the entire experience from the perspective of my higher self, not being in victim mode, but what I could what I knew to be true was that a, a, a couple of different things. She, what I learned from her was that the frequency that she was resonating with and the frequency that I was living in, she it I wasn't aligned to receiving her frequency as in coming in through the world. And so my body really just kind of shut down. and her soul was here to remind me of my truth and and where I came from. I just needed a little boost. and so I was really living at a, a low vibration, overworking in fear in. People pleasing, seeking external validation, very masculine, denying my needs, working 12 to 15 hours a day, corporate, just grinding away, kind of just selling my soul and my health to, I don't even know. I mean, just see, wanting to just get to that next level. And what it was shown that in how I perceive the truth to be is that our soul has a frequency that we come into this earth as or through our mothers through that portal through that womb and that frequency that we come in as is is really clear and clean like as we come into the world and then the frequency shifts throughout life we experience trauma we experience disease illness we feed it toxic foods we feed it toxic whatever you know over the counter prescription um Whatever it is, anything that we put into our body, the environment, the air that we breathe, all of that affects our frequency, the emotions, the beliefs that we have about ourselves, what our innate belief is, uh, is who we are. It's our, our frequency starts to sort of, um, it's not as sharp and it's not as clean. So if you think of a sound wave, it's just not as clear. It just gets really muffled and our energy field starts to just be really scattered and it looks kind of, uh, dirty and sort of like overcast, like it's like an overcast kind of blurry energy field. And we get these, this is how I see things that I'm sharing from my experience. We get these kind of holes in our energy field that, be- that are come from sort of our wounding patterns, our survivor strategies. And those are the places that the challenges sort of come in or people, it could be a person, a relationship with somebody that we learn you know, a hard lesson, or it could be an illness, or it could be something sort of comes, infiltrates into the physical body. Once things get to the physical body, they're very deeply imprinted, you know, through the different energy bodies. And our whole purpose in life is to realign to that original frequency that we came in at with wisdom, with the wisdom of the body and the human experience. So that's where soul wisdom imprinting came from, is this idea that The way that we do that is we, through a six-step process that I created, and nobody's, everyone does, goes through this to really sort of unbecome what we thought we were supposed to be, completely shed the ego, completely shed the dis-ease, the illness, the divorce, the break, whatever it is that we've been holding on to that isn't the truth of who we are, that has been lowering our frequency and our our vibration, our purpose isn't what we do. It's a remembering of who we are and aligning to that soul frequency that we came in at. So I created a six-step process that I started recognizing through 14 years, whether it was health coaching or life coaching or teaching yoga breath work. These there were six steps that we would go through and i just use different words and or i use different ways to get people to do this and my guess is that most people are doing these already or do they're doing some of them you're probably helping people through this without even knowing so the first step is awareness before we can shift anything curiosity is the gateway to our potential and before we can shift or change anything the first thing that we have to do is to be aware just of who we are Be aware of our breath. Be aware of our presence. Be aware of what's happening around us because when we're really connected, everything is speaking to us for us, speaking, showing, messaging. It's actually so magical and the key is to completely just slow down and listen. Listen to our bodies. Listen to the people in our lives listen to nature i found a hawk feather yesterday i was on a call with somebody one of my clients who told me she saw four hawks she's experiencing hawk medicine little synchronicities like that that message came through at 1111 11. i mean it's just really living in that flow of just noticing the synchronicities and being curious so the first step is is the awareness the second step is attunement now this is where we really excavate and detox so first we become aware that there's a there's something that's out of alignment. We're aware. We have a breakdown, either financially or in our marriage, in our health, at work, there's a breakdown, there's discomfort. Awareness brings us there. The second step is that we do the attunement. The attunement what I would call is more like the shadow work, the dirt, kind of the dirty work. It's the excavation Of all the thoughts, the beliefs, the foods, the practices, anything that isn't serving us, the people, the relationships, this can be tricky for people because what's so interesting is there are so many ways that you can heal relationships with people without doing it physically. Now, some of us need to use our voice and speak our truth, and sometimes you can heal a relationship with somebody by going into meditation with their higher self. And you, because it's really, you're healing the part of you that's showing up in the relationship. We're not trying to change people. Attunement is your personal. It's like fine tuning your frequency. So it's really cleaning out. And this, this part can, for some people, take the longest. For some people it can be really quick if there's a health crisis. But this is where you kind of get that wake up call. And you kind of had the awareness, but the attunement is really fine-tuning to your highest frequency. And it's a lot of the excavation, the detoxing of the people, the beliefs, the thoughts, the foods, even toxic media or music, um, plastic clothing. it's It's different levels for different people. And everybody starts at a different place. The third step, and all of the steps start with an A, is to align. So once we become aware that we're misaligned, we start to attune our frequency by cleaning it up a little bit, excavating. And this is something we're pretty much always doing. We're always attuning. We're attuning to the next level. Alignment is a choice. We choose to align our daily practice, our thoughts, our beliefs, and our choice to who we want to become. This is where the choice comes in. We take sovereign ownership. We take part. It's not like I'm just going to ascend magically and let God or the universe heal me. Yes, there are miracles. And guess what? You get to take ownership and you get to, you get to co-create this. That's why we're here. That's, why we, that's how we align back to the soul wisdom. So aligning is the choice that we do every day your practices, your thoughts, your belief, the food you put in your body, the people you surround yourself with. Now, you might ask, what's the difference between the attunement and alignment? Well, the attunement is really, it is also choice in cleaning out and excavating, but the alignment, so that you think of the attunement is the former frequency, the alignment is where you're going. So it's it's choosing to rise up into that next frequency or to align to, it's like a tuner on a A string instrument. You're attuning to that next frequency, and then the next step, the fourth step, is to attract from that place. Now we all know this. We've heard of law of attraction. There's, we start to attract a new reality. Life literally starts to change right in front of us because we have new thoughts, beliefs, and practices, and we're committed and devoted by choice. We take sovereign ownership of our choice. We start to attract the new truths that va- that validate our new truth. We start to attract new people into our lives. We attract teachers. I love to say, um, when it, it was, um I think it's Lao says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Like that really happens. We're we're in awareness, so we're we're paying attention. We start to notice the synchronicities. We're We're realizing that we have choice. We're choosing to be in this co creation, and then we start to attract more of what we are becoming. And this is a really beautiful, fun place to be. It's also a place to navigate with discernment because when we are in attraction, there is that element that when we start to really raise our frequency and vibration, we're still always going to get, we get to practice attunement. So, We might welcome opportunities for discernment and growth as we're continuing to attract. So what I'm saying is it's not all rainbows and unicorns. We might attract some challenging experiences, but now we respond to them from a new level, which is beautiful because we become less attached. We become less, it's like an oak tree. We go from like being a skinny, you know, Oak tree to we start to expand our rings and our wisdom out and we get stronger and when people come by, we're a little bit less affected. So that's the fourth step. The fifth is to amplify. Think of like a radio receiver. Once we start to attract, we're attracting more positive energy, more more health, more um, you know, we're just not in that place of lack or being sick all the time, or attracting energy vampires, we're really shifted into. This new reality of attracting what we believe based on the frequency we're moving into. And naturally, our energy begins to amplify. So, when I think of a radio receiver, then this is intuition. This is where this comes in. We start to receive information, we amplify it out by sharing it. We use our throat chakra to do that as well, if we choose to. But amplification looks different for everybody. It's just the idea that we're continuing to expand. So whereas maybe before we started this energetically, we were shrinking and taking on a lot. Now we're expanding our energy out. So I think of the lighthouse and I love the word solver in the lighthouse. It expands out and, you know, lets people gather, but chooses again, what comes in and what doesn't. And then the sixth step is, is alchemy. And this is I might have have said this is where the magic happens already because they're all really kind of magical, but alchemy is where you really just begin to step in that flow and you can start to witness your behaviors and your choices and your life experiences and the people in it kind of from, I think of my out-of-body experience and now how many times I have those experiences throughout my life. I can really remove myself and just watch the flow of my life and be more in the flow, less attached, less affected, more confident, more grounded, more empowered, and sovereign in choice. And I get I, the word alchemy means magic because it really does feel that way. You start to see the old version of you as such a past life in this life, and you start to shift. Uh, create a new reality because you made that choice to create that shift so those are the six steps just to recap awareness attunement alignment attraction
0: amplify and alchemy Mm. i love those six steps and it gives the essence of easy to implement and we and we know because we like step one once we complete that then we can you know move on to step two and then you know before we know we're at step six So it's digestible. Thank you for breaking that down for us, Jen. One thing that I want to allude to as I was listening to Jen, she started off by talking about developing from the root up and then also opening up for the embodiment process for the energy to move down and be embodied in our physical, on this physical plane. And I can't help but to think that, you know, as she was talking about all the various different six steps... And in watching those energy channels open and to expand to simultaneously bring the energy from below up and from above down simultaneously, that Shiva Shakti balance that runs within all of us. And once we can get that continuous flow energetically, it will allow us to ground more intimately into the earth. Once we really do commune and surrender into the earth's frequency. And it's only, it's been my experience that the more that we allow that frequency, then it can open up the space for the expansion to where we can experience that grace and that bliss and that ease when you align all of those six steps that Jen just alluded to. So it is a beautiful process and experientially, again, you know, I would like to say it's all linear, but it's not. And so it gets to be integrative, holistic. It gets to be um, sacred, a sacred journey for each and every single one of us. So thank you, Jen. I really, really appreciate that. Now, one of the things that you and I talked about, I believe it was on our first phone call, is how we, and you you mentioned it, that once we start to, I can't, I think it was the fourth step when you start to perhaps attract those uh challenging circumstances within our lives that then pull us back into another alignment issue you know for clarification on how we align with the with the body and the soul's wisdom so um in your opinion how do those challenges help us to like course correct and get clarity on our soul truth That's such a beautiful question,
1: and it really just brings clarity to the statement that you have said multiple times that it's not linear, because we don't really know. Like we're all different; we all have a different path. Our path, our soul imprinting is unique to us, and so we may be invited to shift into leaning or growing into a relationship in our physical health, or we might be invited to growing a relationship in our financial well-being. Our in our the work that we're doing in the world or you know maybe it's maybe it's not even related to any of that maybe it's maybe it's to use our voice to write that book to go speak and so it all comes down to what I call the body I call the body wisdom and the reason I feel that's so important is because there are many people including myself the former version of myself six years ago that Wanted to, there was an element of my spiritual growth that really wanted to completely ascend and avoid and just not be in the pain body. And yet it's, we get to choose how we're responding to what we might perceive as suffering. And so whether it's physical pain, emotional or mental pain. And so there's always choice. And the most important place that we can start is just by listening. Your path isn't linear. You, don't know what it's going to be or where it's going to go. And it truly takes surrender. And the surrender is going to open you up to trust. It's going to open you up to your intuition. It's going to open you up to truth. And I'm not talking about what you think is true. I'm talking about that deeper level of trust when you can't, when there is no validation. I talked about So it's really fun to see the messages and the synchronicities, and it is fun. There's a little ego tied in that too, though. It's like, oh, good, my intuition was right. That's great, you know. And it's really tapping into that deeper frequency of the true trust, and that knowing that you can feel that nobody can take away from you, even when you can't see the results. So to answer your question, the journey is not linear. It's there is no one answer for anybody. When I created the six steps, I could say that they are in chakra alignment, but they're not because you don't really know when you're going to activate. You're going to activate the one you need to activate at this time. And how do you continue on that path forward? Have some daily practices. Da- daily practices are so important and they can be so simple. I used to meditate for 20 minutes a day for years and now. I don't need to do 20 minutes because I live more in daily meditation. I look at my daily walk to the beach. I slow down. I walk barefoot. I look at my feet. I used to walk super fast to the beach and be like, yep, I did my beach walk. And everything has slowed down. So slow down and listen. Listen to your body because it's the the portal. It's the gateway. It's the interface to... What how your soul is being expressed in this lifetime experience where you are right now
0: hmm. so Jen, I can't help but to be sitting over here kind of chuckling, and I love my twenty minutes of meditation every day. It's yeah. like my favorite time of the day, you know, uh mm-hmm. so I wouldn't give that you know, yes, a, a lovely walk on the beach would be glorious as well, however, um I will always find the time to sit every day, so. Um, and again, no judgment. I think when everybody I think has
1: meditation. I think my 20-meditation now is the walk to the beach. I do, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the permission, is just allowing yourself to be where you are. And if it's not the idea or whatever wasn't working for you anymore, and it feels like a push then it's like, okay, well, maybe it looks different now. And there's not to say I won't go back to sitting for 20 minutes, but right Mm -hmm. now I'm just really enjoying the commitment and devotion to the stillness and presence in Mm -hmm. the walk to the beach and back. So I think we get to just flow and let things Mm -hmm. change where we are. But I love that you have your 20 minutes of presence every day.
0: And, and I will say that the ultimate goal is to be in that present time awareness where we can be in a receptive mode 24-7. So regardless if we're driving a car or walking to the beach or sitting in a formal meditation, that ultimately should be what one gets to strive toward. And I want to go back to um, offer just a different viewpoint as to what Jen was talking about for the soul wisdom work. And that is, it is very common in today's world for uh, spirits embodying or living in a human life to really open up the area of their crown chakra and their seventh chakra so that they can access that spiritual domain in order to avoid the physical and emotional body. And I call that a spiritual bypass meaning that the first chakra, um, which is all about survival and intimacy of trust, is underdeveloped and that the seventh chakra is hyper-excessive. And so there becomes an opportunity if one embraces it during the embodiment work to start to narrow down the calibration of the seventh and find the balance within the first so that you can be in that alignment and be within the physical, emotional, and energetic body simultaneously. So thank you for offering up that idea to us, Jen. Now, I know that we're going to be wrapping up in a few minutes, so I want to make sure that the listeners know how to access you. I, I, If my memory serves me co- correctly, you have a beautiful retreat coming up at the end of October, and then you have some prosperity workshops happening in November. So what's the best way for the listeners and myself to stay connected with you, to know what's happening in your world?
1: Well, thank you so much for that invitation. So as you mentioned, I am the host of the Body and Soul Wisdom Podcast, which you are a guest on, and I am also on I am on social media, you know, here and there, Facebook, Jen Mons Coaching, Instagram at Jen.Mons, um, LinkedIn, those are the platforms I choose. My podcast is also on YouTube. Uh, I do have a retreat. However, I think that this will be going live right around that time. Um, I do offer two retreats a year, mostly internationally. So if you'd like information on that, go to my website, genmods.com forward slash events and get on the wait list for the next one. My retreats have been known to sell out in just a couple of days. Um, I am offering a prosperity journaling experience. So I did just publish, I published two books, uh, books, journals, and uh, the first one is 13 Moons. You can find them on Amazon or on my website. It's, it's a 365 days of journal prompts. And each month has a theme that aligns with the six steps in soul wisdom imprinting. And of course, takes you through activating all the different chakras as well. And then the second uh, published book slash journal, there's about 40... Pages of written work and then uh, is a 90 day journal experience called Prosperity. It is to unlock your wealth blueprint. And that was just released. So there'll be more on that. And I'm hosting a come join me and journal with me November 6th through the 10th. uh, And through the prosperity journaling experience of this, speaks to you. So we'll drop the link to that in the show notes as well.
0: Beautiful. And for the listeners, she spells her name J E N M O N F. So all of her handles have her physical name in it. So you can find her. I'm just looking at the show notes right now. I've got all the links are active. So you should have access to that at your fingertips. So before we go our separate ways, Jen, I just want to express a tremendous amount of gratitude. Your life's journey, I know, has not been easy, but it has been organic and has created you and and offered up life experiences to the beautiful woman that you are today and uh, the beautiful spirit that you are today, if I say it more PC. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to say thank you for finding the strength to express your authenticity and your genuineness and your beautiful heart uh, to all of us here today. So thank you. I appreciate everything about you.
1: Thank you. I am receiving that and it just feels really nice to receive that from you. So thank you so much. And thank you for all that you've created this platform for us to come together. I'm super grateful.
0: It's my honor. And for selfish reasons, it gives me an opportunity to connect with beautiful spirits of like-minded beings on a weekly basis. So I think for selfish reasons, that's why I continue to go on. And listeners, I don't forget about you and your loyalty. I do it for you as well, but know that I've, I've got my uh, my own personal selfish reasons. So um, once again, thanks for listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine. And listeners, please stay tuned for this short message. You have been listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modalities. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, check out our website, drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.